In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Live from 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Seems like a Monday, but no, it's Tuesday. And we've got a wintry mix here in town. Hopefully you are safe. No, up in uh, our neck of the woods, we have got a, a stay-at-home day for the students. Sure hope uh, Kelly and Rad are getting along pretty well right now. Normally he'd be at school. All right, we got DT ready to get to work today. Road Dog Gillespie in the house. And a one-hour show, man. I don't know if we can fit it all in today, DT. Bucks. Big. Take. Yeah, let's get to the big take. At the risk of being called a Georgia homer, which occasionally I've been, well, I've I've run into that uh, a little bit through the years. But at the risk of being called a Georgia homer, allow me to point out Coach Kirby Smart's most recent coup, and I'm not talking about the Falcons' place kicker. I'm talking about Kirby Smart's most recent coup, which will quickly impact the competitive balance between the current SEC powerhouse programs moving forward. I'm talking about Alabama and Georgia. Coach Smart has his first win over Coach DeBoer, and it's a huge one. Kirby plucked Alabama's lead assistant coach and recruiter, Travaris Robinson, and added him to the Georgia coaching staff. Now, DeBoer tried to keep T-Rob at Bama by offering him the defensive coordinator's job and big money. But Robinson turned him down. Huge loss for Alabama. Big win for Georgia. DeBoer desperately needed Travaris Robinson because of his high-level recruiting skills and his contacts in Florida and in Miami. DeBoer is stepping foot in the Deep South for the very first time and has zero contacts in Alabama, Georgia, or Florida. Zero. So this is a huge miss. Meanwhile, Bama was introducing DeBoer and celebrating the hire on Friday. And Coach Smart and his coaching staff were all over the state of Georgia recruiting every key high school, further developing relationships with high school coaches and recruits. And Kirby was hiring Saban's talented assistant, Travaris Robinson. Advantage Georgia. Make a note, T-Rob is not just a recruiter, 
He's also an outstanding defensive backfield coach. He and Dante Williams, the other new assistant who has West Coast recruiting ties, will get to work reloading the Bulldogs' secondary, which lost three big-time players, Lassiter, Bullard, Tyke Smith. So how did Kirby convince Travaris Robinson to leave Alabama? Well, in one word, relationships. T-Rob is close to Muschamp, who took a step down to bring Robinson in. Dogs on top. How about them dogs? Alabama playing catch-up with a new coach. Big Take brought to you by our good friends at Daco Systems Heating and Air. For your HVAC repair, contact locally owned Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. Hey, that makes sense. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. All right, let's see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. So we'll stay on point with this one. What's popping is right now in Tuscaloosa. Coach DeBoer is busy playing catch-up. Roll down tide. Trying to put together a quality coaching staff and attempting to hold on to all that talent Saban recruited to Alabama. You see, Crimson Tide players have the option to transfer out because of the coaching change. So the roster is being raided by competitors, including Georgia. And DeBoer is bringing in from Washington a handful of Husky staff members. Grubb will follow him to Bama and will be the new Alabama offensive coordinator. Also, DeBoer's wide receiver coach, offensive line coach, and tight end coach make the move with him. Now, DeBoer has retained Saban's defensive line coach and running back coach, Roach and Gillespie. And DeBoer has hired three coaches with Alabama ties. Womack, the head coach at South Alabama, will join the program and become DeBoer's defensive coordinator. Now, I gave the DeBoer hire a grade of B. On social media, this news broke after my show ended on Friday. I give that pick a B. So I gave it a B. This guy's an outstanding football coach. He's won everywhere he's been, and I recognize that. So why the B? Well, again, zero contacts in the Deep South. Now, the Alabama faithful did not like that grade. And the Alabama media has taken offense to my social media post about DeBoer having zero contacts in the Deep South. Even Auburn man Cole Kubelik shockingly took offense to my characterization of DeBoer's lack of Deep South contacts and pointed out that I was wrong, that DeBoer had three contacts. Three. Now, at this point, I count five. But whether it's three or five, 
or the fact that he's won everywhere he's been? Listen closely. There will be drop-off at Alabama. The question is, how much drop-off will there be? And uh, we'll be all over that conversation. And that's what's popping right now. Kirby has beaten DeBoer in battle number one. Thank you, Buck. With Travars Robinson. And while the Alabama faithful were busy celebrating on Friday, Kirby and his coaching staff were all over the state of Georgia. You may have seen this on social media. Every single coach on the road recruiting in front of high school football coaches and recruits, further establishing their contacts. Now, I had one Alabama fan point out, he says, Baloo, basically, uh, Baloo, you idiot. It's not about contacts or coaching anymore. It's about the NIL. It's about the money. And, you know, there is some truth to that. I'm sure there's some guys in. Look, this was the case when I was a player uh, just a couple of years ago. Was there, there was always going to be some of these recruits that were going to have their hand out. Even back then. And there's some recruits right now that will take the highest offer as far as the NIL money goes. But I continue to believe that these recruits, these five-star guys, they need to be comfortable with who the head coach is. They want a great head coach. It's going to further develop their talent and skill set to get them to the NFL, and they want to win and win big. So that factors into the equation also. And right now, DeBoer is behind. And we'll see if he can do the catching up. Yeah, and I was a little stunned, too, that Kubelik and Auburn, man, would would have the back of... Uh, Kubelik and Auburn guy, having the back of the Alabama people, man. I was completely thrown with that one. All right, coming up next, did Mr. Blank convince Belichick to take the Falcons job? Rise up! I'll have my take next. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Got the Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Rocking and rolling on this Tuesday morning. Love that one, DT. 
DT, man, you've been uh, knocking out these raps, parodies. I remember you did your first one. It was years ago. In fact, Buck and Kincaid were still together. When that, you dropped that long the first ago? one. <laughs> what was the first one? Do you recall? Oh, geez. I don't even remember the, really the now first one. Now you've had ones. about six, seven, eight yeah, of these things. Yeah, if you, uh, if you count everything, popular. it's a few more than that. Yeah. Well, I, I wish we had time on this one-hour show to run no, some of those. No, we can't squeeze that in, no. And people know how some you feel about the Some of these three- and four-hour shows, they've got the time to do that. Oh, yeah. You get to stretch out a little bit. Hey, and how about that locker room, man? Are they having fun in Jamaica? Ooh. What? Especially a day like today, we get this weather here. They're they're just living it up down there, huh? Must be nice, man. Wonder when the Baloo show's heading down there. Still waiting on that email. All right, uh, we've we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So let's get to the, the dirty birds are in our blood. Guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Now, I know Chuck and Chernoff for keeping keeping track of this Falcons head coaching search. I believe it to be day seven. Day seven? I think technically be eight now. Because they, okay, day eight. Yeah, because if Monday, if last Monday was day right. one, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, day number eight. Are you getting impatient yet, Buck? <laughs> I like that number eight, by the way. Yeah, A.J. Green. Day number eight. (laughs) All right, the big news broke yesterday with the revelation that Mr. Blank interviewed Coach Belichick on a super yacht. Docked in Maine, I believe, is where he keeps it. Portland, Maine. And that has got to be uh, one impressive boat, man. My goodness, that super yacht. Wonder if Belichick was impressed with that. Obviously, Mr. Blank searching for a big splash hire, going after Belichick, and certainly this would this would do it. Locking him down to be the Falcons head coach. And then meanwhile, here in Atlanta, Rich McKay has been busy interviewing the B list head coaching candidates. No disrespect, but it is, it's the B list. McKay's been busy, man. With all of these interviews, I mean, you can hardly keep track of all this. You got a list of them? DT, you got a list of all these interviews McKay's been doing? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you want to hear some of them right now? Let's see. Well, we... I know who they are. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it runs about seven it's, or eight uh, I think it's six right now officially. Might wanna, We might add Antonio Pierce to that list, it sounds like. We got a couple more maybe on the horizon. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, former head coach experience there in Charlotte. You got Anthony Weaver with the Ravens. Uh, offensive coordinator Brian Callahan interviewed on Saturday. Uh, Averro, the defensive coordinator, interviewed on Sunday. The defensive coordinator Mike McDonald with some local ties interviewed on Friday. Antonio Pierce interviewed defensive coordinator Interim head coach with the Las Vegas Raiders. You got defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. Defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, who is an interim head coach here in Atlanta not too long ago. Offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Boy, he didn't look real good yesterday. 
So let's see. Wilkes, Weaver, Callahan, Averro, McDonald, Pierce, Glenn, Morris, Johnson, and Mr. Blank taking care of the splash. Big name coach in the mix here with Bill Belichick on the super yacht. Now, there's no timetable for a hire. They have said that. Now, back to Mr. Blank's super yacht interview with Coach Belichick. Wouldn't you have loved to have been a fly on the wall in there? A fly on the caviar? Now, it is important to point out Belichick left the super yacht without accepting the job. So why? Gone. Well, I'm sure Mr. Blank put on the full court press. Trying to impress Mr. Belichick. Sure, he offered him big money, power, and control. There's at least one or two more dominoes that need to fall before Bill Belichick makes his decision. Now, my take is this. Uh, Coach Belichick does not have the Falcons number one on his wish list. So Belichick will now interview with the Chargers and probably the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? The educated guess here says Belichick has the Chargers job and perhaps the Cowboys job rated higher on his wish list than Mr. Blank's Atlanta Falcons. Now, why is that? (laughs) You have to ask that question out loud. Why is that? Well, you know, as I see it, the Chargers have a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. They've got a vacancy at the general manager spot. You see, Belichick is a guy that's used to having control over personnel decisions. And right now, the Chargers have a vacancy there. Also, you look at the Chargers, they've got a talented roster. Cowboys now, they've got a roster set to win a Super Bowl. They just need a quality head coach to unlock the talent. Now, the problem with the Cowboys is they've got an owner that believes he's a personnel guy. So that is a challenge there in Dallas. Meanwhile, you look at the Falcons. Six straight losing seasons. The worst quarterback play in the National Football League. Now, there is talent on the Falcons roster right now. But look, let me be, let me be real here. The personnel department's a mess. I mean, with McKay and, and Mr. Blank involved, it's really complicated. So as I see it, the Falcons are probably number three or maybe number four on Belichick's list. And because I have publicly stated that, that has upset a lot of Falcons media and fans. Even Arch has taken offense to my characterization of the Falcons and the coaching staff. The coaching search. Now, look, I respect. Shut up. I respect Arch. I, I love Arch. Always have. But, look, I've been a Falcons fan longer than Arch. Arch may be too close and just too loyal to the organization to point some of these things out. He is on the flagship. He is the color analyst. 
And yes, I've got a one-hour show. I've had some of the listeners point that out. Well, Baloo, all you got is a one-hour show, and, and all you did was hand it to Herschel. Well, yeah, some of that is true. Some of that is true. You know, the one-hour show means I've got to cut to the chase. i got to get to the meat and bones of the content quick. There's no time for birthdays or net worth or blah, movies blah, blah, blah. Or, or any of that stuff. You know what Arch took offense to was this idea that, that I verbalized on social media that none of these NFL head coaching candidates have the Falcons listed number one. And Arch said, well, how do you know that? Well, it's an educated guess. And then I had some people taking shots saying, yeah, educated guess. Come on, you got a one-hour show, and all you did was hand it to Herschel. <laughs> but, look, I, look, the Falcons do have some talent. I really was impressed with the job Fontenot did in free agency to plug a lot of the gaps. And really impressed with uh, the first-round picks the Falcons have made in the draft the last three years. But come on, the internal structure is really complicated. So many ex-general managers in that personnel department. In fact, I believe the player personnel, head of player personnel, when he was with the Bears, he evaluated the quarterbacks. He took Trubisky over Mahomes. Is that a red flag, Buck? Yeah, that's a red flag. And the fact that you got all these moved up, moved up to get <laughs> Trubisky. You too. got all these lieutenants, and they're you know they're. You got all these lieutenants. You got a general manager, and the flow goes through Rich McKay, and then it goes through McKay to Arthur Blank, who apparently are in control of all these decisions. I mean, it leads you to believe, leads me to believe, the head coach is only allowed to coach the roster that is given to him. And what are we to think when the general manager is not even allowed at the press conference where the head coach has been fired? I mean, it tells me the GM doesn't have a lot of control, not a lot of input, not a lot of power. I mean, the reasons why the Falcons have had to go with first-time head coaches through the years. And I'm sure somebody's saying, well, what do you mean by that, Blue? Well, I'm sure these head coaching candidates, they've got a, a group of people they trust. And, and I just believe those people that these people trust are telling them, be careful with the Falcons. Be careful with that. I know there are only 32 of these jobs in the world today. And I know they're probably going to pay you well, but how much input and control will you have? And from the outside looking in, it looks like very little. So, you know, I hate hurting feelings and getting people upset. Look, I, I've been a, I don't, you think I enjoy coming in here? And uh, railing on the Falcons day after day after day? I don't. This is my football team. I mean, when I was six years old and Christmas rolled around, Santa Claus brought me that Hutch Falcons uniform, and I put it on immediately. And I've been a Falcons fan ever since. I don't enjoy this. But it's my job 
to come on here and keep keep it real. Look, we've got enough people kissing Mr. Blank and Rich McKay's backside in this business. I mean, Lord, we got enough people doing that. I feel a responsibility to keep it real. I don't enjoy this. I would much rather be talking about Bill Belichick leading the Falcons to a Super Bowl victory. So we'll see how that turns out. 404-231-1680, the number. I'm ready to give up the five. You want to get in here? I am not. I'm way too stubborn to give up the five. Way too stubborn for that. So I've been a Falcons fan forever. I want to see this team do well. But look, if the truth be told, we failed way more than we've been successful. I mean, this is almost getting to 60 years of research going on here. I think you nailed it. And as far as just handing it to Herschel, I mean, seriously. Do you think I was that pathetic? Because if you do, then you're <laughs> you're ignoring the truth, or maybe you just don't know anybody. You handed off so well, right into an SEC player. You know, I of the do year. remember, uh, <laughs> you know, one of those years at Georgia, my final year at Georgia, the year after the national championship, when Herschel was on the team, and I had a friend point this out on social media last week. At the time, they didn't have total QBR; they had passing efficiency. And I believe it was Dan Marino, number one. Who? J- Jim McMahon, number two. And it was Buck Ballou, number three. <laughs> I'm just saying. So if all I did was hand it to Herschel, how could that have been the case? I'm just saying. Gary joins us on the Fan Buck Ballou Show. Hello, Gary. Welcome to the show, buddy. What's on your mind today? I think these people that are taking shots, man, it reminds me of that crowd that's on one of those uh, morning shows talking about the Iowa caucus. Didn't mean to get out that's down the hall. But, <laughs> Let's uh, not get into politics. No, we won't do that, but it reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. You, buddy. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Brian joins us on the fan. Buck Belushio. Hello, Brian. Hey, Buck. Uh, yeah, first of all, anybody who says that all you did was hand it to Herschel uh, clearly doesn't know ball. Yeah, look, I've come to yeah. terms with that. No problem. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, of all those uh, valid, very valid criticisms of Arthur Blank, do you think it's possible that he can recognize those criticisms and change? Well, like if Arthur go? Blank told Belichick on the super yacht that, look, I'm going to get out of this this uh, deal of being involved in personnel decisions. We're, we're going to elect, we're going to let you, we're going to hire you and Mr. Bill, we're going to let you get in and make these decisions as far as personnel. I know somebody saying, well, don't do that. Belichick's been terrible up there in Boston doing the, the personnel decision. So look, there is sort of a uh, balance. Uh, if indeed they hire Belichick, there's going to have to be a balance to that, but you know, maybe Mr. Blank has come to terms with, look, what I've done has not been working, and so we've got to change it up to get a guy like Belichick in here. Chase joins us on 680, Buck Volusia. Hello, Chase. Hey there, Buck. Thanks for taking my call, man. Big fan. Go dogs. And uh, 
Just wanted to see, do you think the Falcons will chase after Harbaugh? And if they don't, what do you think the odds they could bring in Belichick? I think at the end of the day, they need to offer Justin Fields a bag of money. He'll fill the seats. And uh, just going to hear your thoughts on that. Congrats to George on getting T-Rob. I know Muschamp and him are like best friends. So happy for y'all on that. And, uh, you know, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Hang up and listen, man. How many times have we heard that through the years? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, we hear that a lot, too. Let me hang up and listen. Hear that a lot, too. Yeah, we'll get to some of those those uh, storylines here coming up in a moment. In fact, let's do some of that right now. It's time for the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Woo! Road dog! Yes, sir. I got some questions for you, Buck. Right, I was piled over the long weekend. Yeah, let's start man. with this. Saban is out in Tuscaloosa. Gone! By his own choice, of course. So Gone. who is UGA's biggest threat in the SEC? Well, I don't want to upset Cole Kubelik. But I believe that to be Texas right now, at least uh, moving forward in 2024. Texas coming off a college football playoff appearance. And so is Alabama, but Texas was able to keep their coaching staff intact. Uh, Alabama did not. It's going to be some drop-off from Saban to DeBoer. I firmly believe that. Quinn Ewers coming back. Yeah, quarterback coming back there. A lot of talent at Texas, I believe. In 2024, the biggest threat to Georgia will be the Texas Longhorns. And look, Missouri is taking a step forward. You got Kiffin at Ole Miss. Uh, continue to uh, put things together there in Oxford. You got Oklahoma coming aboard. You got Heifel at Tennessee. You know, Alabama won't fall off the face of the earth. But uh, perhaps Alabama's in tier two right now. That's going to get them fired up. They'll still be loaded. I know they will in Tuscaloosa. That A will open a lot of doors. They better hold on to some of these players hitting that transfer portal. All right. Will the Falcons do a deal with the Bears, trading Justin Fields for the overall eighth pick? Yeah, I think the Bears are over Justin Fields. That's what my sources are telling me. That Fields has not been the greatest personality around the complex. Uh, reluctant to embrace uh, staff members, people that work at the complex, sort of an untouchable and unapproachable guy there. Look, he came on strong at the end of this season. But prior to that, there were a lot of struggles going on. Plus, the Bears now with the first pick have an opportunity to cash in with Caleb Williams. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say they've got Caleb Williams rated as a, a better quarterback than Justin Fields. So, yeah, I think the Falcons, who are desperate for a big-time quarterback, and right now sit at, uh, with the eighth pick in the first round, will look at this very hard. Do a trade with the Bears. Take Justin Fields in. But I do believe now that, uh, look, Belichick's on the table right now, 
they're going to have to wait and see what Belichick says about this. Or one of these other, maybe these first-time head coaches, if they're an offensive coordinator, maybe they do get some input into a decision like this. Do you want to draft a quarterback? Do you want to take Justin Fields in? I'll tell you what, if the Bears do, and, and it looks like the Bears will deal Justin Fields, looks like they will trade him, just a matter of where. If it was to the Falcons, the Bears would have the first pick, the eighth pick, and the ninth pick. Talk about sitting pretty. It'd be top-heavy for sure in that first round. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, a lot of NFL action over the weekend, Buck. Who was your NFL player of the week? Man, I'm going Baker Mayfield. My goodness, 22 of 36, 337 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. As they put it on Philadelphia. Pay that man his Now, look, money. I've never been a Baker fan. I think he, uh, you know, did Oklahoma. He had an ego out of control, man. But I think he's been humbled. And he has rekindled his career, salvaged a career, moving around a little bit. I think he's been humbled in the process, and I think he's playing his best football that he's capable of playing right now. Out of all the performances this weekend, I was impressed by Baker Mayfield's the most. I remember he can be cocky. He definitely was in the Rose Bowl. He's been humbled, brother. Against Georgia, so maybe he's come back down. All right, who gave the worst performance over the long weekend? Was it the Miami Dolphins? They were handicapped a little, weren't they, in that cold? Handicapped? <laughs> oh, that, they couldn't stand the cold weather? I, I think it was, it was the Cowboys. I mean, come on here. And I think it was Q's defense. Good Lord. I think he lost some jobs before he had the opportunity. I mean, seriously, uh, are you? I think you nailed it. If you had Q lined up to come in for one of these head coaching interviews, I mean, how could you feel good about that with Q coming in? His defense was awful. You got that right. Awful. I mean, they almost gave up a 50 spot to the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love carved them up. Aaron Jones ran right through them. I mean, Q and that Dallas defense, they were awful. Yeah, I think so. At home, that was quite embarrassing yeah, for the man. Cowboys. All right. Has anything surprised you from the Falcons interview process? So well, yeah. The, you know, the one thing is, is they have not interviewed Todd Munkin, who I think is a pretty obvious candidate. He does have some head coaching experience, although it was at the college level. But he's very innovative offensively. Uh, look at him unlocking Lamar Jackson to a most valuable player season. Uh, Ravens number one seed in the AFC. I mean, what's not to like or respect about the job that Todd Monken has done? And you're not even going to interview him? That makes no sense to me. That's a head scratcher. That's your top five. Woo! Top five on 680 The Fan. Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, man. We made a change last week on the show. There is no longer a Bulldog Roundtable. There's the Bulldog Scott and Georgia Bulldogs National Champion on the beat. 25-20, first on like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Balloon. 
presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Yeah, Georgia Bulldogs, man, they're trying to reload that secondary. They lost three big-time players off this year's team. You had Lassiter, Bullard, and Tyke Smith moving on. They are returning Malachi Starks, who will be a preseason All-American player. You got five-star freshman K.J. Bolden coming in, number one-rated safety in the country. And you've got the number one-rated cornerback, too, Ellis Robinson, coming in as a five-star early enrollee freshman, too. So got Dante Williams and Travaris Robinson that are in charge now to reload this Georgia secondary. Can't wait to see that. All right, let's bring on uh, Chip Towers, the beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, covering the Georgia Bulldog football program and all things Georgia athletics. Chip, we appreciate your time today, man. Hey, glad to be with you, Buck. Anything going on? Yeah, we got a lot. And I don't have enough time today with this one-hour show, man. I need a little bit more time. So, you know, the news broke on Friday where uh, Alabama had hired DeBoer and also the news coming down that Kirby Smart had hired Travaris Robinson to leave Alabama's Nick Saban's coaching staff and to come join the Georgia Bulldogs and coach the uh, the defensive backs over there and become the co-defensive coordinator, coaching the safeties and the uh, defensive coordinators. Now, you had DeBoer come back over the weekend and try to lure him back to Alabama. Well, Travaris Robinson gave DeBoer the stiff arm. Stay in put and, and, at Georgia Chip, how big was this hire for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs here? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to overstate it, but uh, it might be the most significant hire that Kirby Smart has made during his tenure. Uh, you know, certainly with everything at stake, such as it is right now with Alabama going through a, you know, monumental coaching change. You know, I, I don't care who was coming in after Nick Saban, that was always going to, uh, represent a crossroads of sorts, you know, with the, with the Alabama football program. And, you know, they went way out of the region on this hire. Now, you know, certainly we, we, we have to give Caleb DeBoer an opportunity to do his thing um, at Alabama, but typically these haven't worked out real well. Uh, you know, guys coming in uh, from way outside the region. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was, uh, you know, born in South Dakota and coached in that area and um, has kind of spent most of his career uh, in the Midwest to to Northwest, uh, you know, throughout his career. He's done a great job coaching his coaching, recruiting his recruiting. But, uh, you know, I think he committed his first uh, foul, if you will, uh, you know, had his first slip up when, when they didn't immediately – um, offer Traveris Robinson the the DC job. I, I mean, I understand that that DeBoer met with uh, in e- either in person or in one shape or form uh, with every member of that staff as as soon as he got the job. Of course, you know you're going to be uh, on the phone. But um, I, I'm reminded of the thing Kirby, uh, you know, the phrase that he used last summer uh, and it was, it was sort of the catchphrase heading into the 2024 season better never rest. And, um, man, they haven't rested on this. I mean, I think Georgia swooped in there right away, uh, made the moves they did, and they weren't small. I mean, Will Muschamp going back to an analyst role, uh, bringing in 
um, Traveris Robinson, who is uh, uh, distinguished himself as a defensive coordinator, in addition to be a great recruiter. And then, you know, I guess after the fact, maybe Alabama, maybe Nick Saban, maybe somebody, because he's still around, said, hey, hey, wait a minute. Now, you can't, you cannot let that happen. You cannot let Traveris Robinson go uh, to Georgia. And I would imagine, uh, you know, money was thrown back his way and everything else. Uh, I don't know what Traveris Robinson was making before. I'm still doing research on that over at uh, Alabama. But I'm sure he's got to be making at Georgia, you know, close to what Glenn Schumann is. And now, listen, Glenn Schumann's a part of this drama, too. You know, Glenn Schumann's a guy with deep Alabama ties who I'm sure they've got their eyes on. But, you know, last time I checked, as of today, but both of those guys are on the road recruiting for Georgia today in Glenn Schumann and Traveris Robinson. And I don't know where Will Muschamp is, but he right now he's still on the Georgia payroll. And that's a pretty doggone good defensive staff right there. Chip, I've had people tell me, Baloo, it's all about the money these days. It's all about the NIL and the almighty dollar. And I continue to believe, and maybe it's old school, please tell me if it is, that relationships still matter in this business. It was all about Muschamp and the relationship that he had with T-Rob that maybe put George over the top in this competition. No, it's, you know, listen, it, let's be clear about it. I mean, I, I don't know this as gospel, but Will Muschamp had everything to do with brokering this move. Uh, you know, Will Muschamp, at the end of the day, uh, he's a bulldog. Uh, at the end of the day, he's Kirby Smart's best buddy or one of his best buddies, right? And he's looking out for his guy. And I'm sure as soon as the Nick Saban, and listen, they may have discussed this before, I mean, I don't know how, you know, the, the relationships there are so deep, uh, you know, between Alabama and Georgia and Kirby and Nick Saban and everything else. I, they might have thought about this before. Hey, you know, if Nick ever steps aside, if this is the year, you know, we, we need to go after Traveris. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, Traveris Robinson was with Will Muschamp in Florida. He's the one who gave him his first defensive coordinator's job. He followed him to South Carolina. Um, you know, he's a guy from Miami originally, I think he played at Auburn. I mean, he is, he is deep South all the way, you know, he knows everything, uh, about the recruiting game, uh, and then certainly learn defense under Will Muschamp, which is learning defense under Nick Saban, which is learning defense, uh, under Kirby smart, you know, so he's, he's part of that tree. Uh, he's going to know how to speak that language. And, um, you know, that's a huge addition. And I, I don't know whether you pointed this out earlier on the show. I haven't been able to tune in. But uh, you'll note that while all this is going on at, at Alabama, you know, Georgia coaches were out recruiting. And they did something different this year. I've never seen them do this. But they had all the assistant coaches uh, tweet pictures of, of where they were. And but they were all across the state of Georgia while all this drama uh, it was going on and regime change and everything in Alabama. They were, it just, I don't know, uh, it, you know, there's a lot of schools in the state of Georgia, but they were at just about every school tweeting pictures. Kirby, as late as 8 o'clock, I think, uh, that night was at like Alpharetta High School. Uh, and uh, so they were, I mean, this was, this was not by chance. Uh, Georgia's out there beating the sidewalks hard on recruiting and it's a huge year in the state as I understand it. I mean, I'm not the ultimate recruiting guru, but I'm, uh, you know, the state of Georgia 
is always strong in football. But this year in particular, it is stock full of five stars in defensive line, offensive line, wide receivers. Might be the best year in state in a long, long time. And, you know, Georgia has gotten out more nationally, but I think it's pretty clear the referendum here, uh, the, 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 the narrative that's being set by Kirby and his coaching staff is, hey, Georgia, we're still here. Hey, stay to Georgia. And as we speak, uh, just a little while ago before I got your call, I noticed that uh, uh, Mason Short, a uh, four-star, five-star borderline guy from Evans, Georgia, long-time uh, uh, offensive line commit to Alabama, has decommitted. And he has been on the Georgia campus recently. I fully expect him uh, to end up flipping to Georgia. And you got Jake Pope already. Uh, you got this Terry Bussey guy, five-star guy, uh, Caleb Downs. We're watching that really closely because he may uh, follow Traveris Robinson over here. It's just uh, it's just a huge monumental hire, maybe the biggest one I've seen in Kirby's tenure. Good to see him down in my hometown of Valdosta. Chip, we only have a few seconds here, but comment on the yeah. hire of Dante Williams joining the staff as the cornerback coach, ace recruiter, uh, West Coast contacts. This is only getting uh, stronger, this coaching staff under Kirby Smart, as far as recruiting goes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that had already been done. And, uh, you know, when you go and read the resume of Dante Williams, I mean, this is a guy, this was the best recruiter, uh, you know, arguably on the Southern Cal staff. And um, you brought him in. Now, listen, you know, it's there's a lot of turnover in the defensive backfield coaching staff the last couple of years. But the constant that you have back there is Kirby Smart. I mean, he's on that side of the field every practice. So I think they'll be able to hold that together. But, I mean, I would say between these two guys, not only did they get younger, but they certainly got more dynamic from a recruiting standpoint. And, uh, listen, I mean, every five-star defensive back, uh, coast-to-coast, as Georgia's got their attention right now. All right, Chip, keep up the great work at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, man. We appreciate you. Okay. Take care, pal. Chip Towers working it on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. We'll come back, wrap things up. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. One and two on my picks over the weekend. I had the Chiefs covering the four and a half, which they did. Winners 26 to seven in that ball game. So I was on top of that one. Got that one right. Had the Lions minus three. They did not cover. So that was a loser. And, uh, DT, I'm going to blame this one on you. We spoke about it. I had the Steelers covering. I knew the 
Uh, Bills would win, but I yeah, thought that the, one uh, the Steelers would cover, so Cost I took the bucks. 10 points. They did not cover. So I go one and two on the week. I am now 30, 21, and one on the season. It's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris up next. Stay tuned for that here on The Fan. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.